This month on the Ninja Tune podcast, our producer, Azaria May, sat down with DJ Seinfeld to discuss his beginnings in music, his recording process, and the 2021 release of his most recent album, Mirrors, released via Ninja Tune. They delve into the unusual topic of UFOs as Seinfeld expresses a fascination with flying saucers. We find out what his perfect UFO experience would be. So don't forget to rate and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, Armand. How are you? Uh, hello, Azaria. I'm great. How yeah. are you doing? You said off air you had a bit of a stressful morning. You feeling good now? Feeling unstressed? Uh, well, I'm still in the middle of London, so I'm yeah. never completely unstressed, but mm, yeah. I can't complain. I find that. I find, do you find Soho a bit hectic? I find all of London hectic. Really? Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Mm. No, I just, I mean, I, I don't, I've been coming here quite a lot, but I always, I, and I do try and take like the tube for most journeys, but every now and then I just, I'm lazy and then you inevitably pay the price for it. And yeah. you get car sick as well, so. I get car sick in any car unless it's like a big car. Mm. Like, you know, if you're like, when you're like high up in a van. Yeah. Yeah. Here in London, it's brutal. I, like, I. I mean, it's the stop-start motion, right? It's this, and every every road, every street has like these car bumps as well. Like mm. last time, or last week, or two weeks ago, whatever it was. I uh, when I was here last time, I took the, I had a car drive me to Gatwick. Took like to an hour. Gatwick. Yeah, it took like a, I mean, it's part of the You're <laughs> contract. <crazy. laughs> but I mean, I didn't know how brutal that would be. But I I was, you could have just got the train and probably be quicker. I know, but I feel like I'm so much more of a star if somebody drives me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But surely like Berlin mm-hmm. is like hectic, no? Or is it chilled? Um, it's quite hectic usually, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not as hectic as London at all, but um, it's hectic in different ways, I would say. It's just things there constructions and stuff like that take a lot longer so like i i know there have been constructions on like very small roads for like the better part of 10 years for no good reason at all and then you just have to send in traffic for like 45 minutes to an hour every time because of that so wow it sounds like the isle of man mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh are you looking forward to your show at peckham audios tonight you've got a little bit of a residency there mm-hmm. at the moment haven't you yeah i do yeah no i'm excited um it's it's, I was a little bit like um, on the fence about it at first because like I've been doing small venues in, in the past and like I thought, you know, at some point in your career you feel like you're maybe not entitled but you kind of get used to playing a little bit bigger shows. So yeah. stepping down to like a smaller capacity and doing it more times was, I mean, it's a conscious choice um, just to like rebuild and like start fresh post-pandemic in a way and engage with the fan base a little bit more um but yeah it's it should be exciting it was fun the last time yeah it was so fun i was actually there you were blowing the roof off the place well somebody had to do it (laughs) (laughs) yeah but still recovering Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so i find a great place to start um with these sort of interviews is actually the meaning behind the name that you hold dj seinfeld um so for those who actually don't know can you tell us how you came up with this name and obviously i think i have a little hint that you might be a fan of the show mm. seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> Just, <Yeah>. maybe. <laughs> uh yeah you're not wrong um 
But it sort of started out as, um, I mean, what was it, 2016, 17? Um, I was living and studying in Barcelona, and I had just, like, gone through my first breakup. So um, I uh, wasn't going through, like, a very good time, but and I used Seinfeld as a comfort show. And I did have, like, a couple of different aliases in the past, but I just wanted to do something else and have a fresh start, and I thought, wouldn't it be funny to be called DJ Seinfeld? Um, and I thought it was funny at the very start, but then when things started like spiraling out of control, <laughs> I realized that. But do you have regrets? I don't have regrets, yeah. but I was I saw somebody like tag me in a like kind of rude tweet the other day, and somebody's like, I can't imagine like imagine having to go through the rest of your life as DJ Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> and it was sort of validating. Why? It's not even bad. It's not bad. It's just, but I'm not, it's not my real name. And it's yeah. like, it's, I sort of, I kind of. DJ Armand. Armand. I mean, there's like Armand Van Helden and stuff. Oh, like yeah. Armand. What's your, what's your last name? Jacobson. Armand Jacobson. Doesn't have that same ring to it. Yeah, I, my it middle name is Darius, which could be kind of cool. Um, DJ Armand Darius. Well, mm. you just drop a DJ bit. That's true. Armand. Yeah, DJ is kind of redundant, isn't it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> but yeah, no, so that that's where that came from. And um, by the time I actually had time to have any reg- regrets about it. it you was, were already a super famous DJ. I was traveling the world, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so take me back to the beginning. Mm. Um, has making and playing music always been a part of your life or something you sort of discovered later on? Um, no, it would definitely was there from the very start. I... Um, my dad used to be an opera singer. My mom is is still a music teacher. Um, my older sister was and is a cellist and an opera singer. Wow! So I play the piano from a very early age. That is so cool. Yeah, it was a very loud household. Do you think like you've got like really deep emotions then? Because I feel like you know when you look. <laughs> no, I'm completely <laughs> no. dead inside. <laughs> I am a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because I feel like opera is like, you know, when you listen to it, it like touches your soul, man. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it depends on when you explore it for the first time. It's like when you're when you're a kid, there are a lot of things that you don't appreciate. Yeah, that's so true. It's like when somebody tells you to like, oh, play the piano for an hour. Like the demon inside of you is going to be like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to play games, bro. Uh, exactly. I want to do something completely irrelevant to the future of my myself and my career. But, um, I mean, yeah, I, I sort of, yeah, opera had its beautiful parts as well. But as, as a kid, you're like, you're more worried yeah. about, like, the locker room and, like, hanging with friends. What's and happening sport. in the locker room? Uh, you've never played ice hockey in Sweden. It gets brutal. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, oh, but, you know, like, I mean, you're, you're like, what, when you're 10, 12, even younger, like, all the things that are on your mind as, you know, like, a prepubescent teen, it's not going to be, like... Mm. It's not going to be opera. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> okay, so what was your life like growing up in Sweden? Though? Like, sort of paint a picture for me, aside maybe mm. from music as well. Um, very tranquil, I would say. Um, I mean, tranquil in one way. Uh, I had a, I really liked my childhood. My, um, my parents worked a lot. Um, they made sure we always had food on the table. They took us on vacation once a year. Um, and then I was very, very active as a kid. I played like football, 
ice hockey, tennis, floorball. I don't know if you know what that, that sport is. Floorball yeah. is like a Scandinavian sport, um, similar to ice hockey. Um, did a bunch of sports, and then I was also very um, like ambitious academically. So yeah. I took myself very seriously. And uh, and does everyone in Sweden sound like you? No. Because you like sound super American. Mm. <laughs> no, I can definitely talk like this, and it would sound horrible. <laughs> Um, but I try and avoid it because um, we grow up with like American television. So I also went to international high school yeah. and and then I started in Scotland and then I, I try to, when you're in the formative years of like forming an accent or a dialect, you're like, you're making a choice at some point. And I realized like whenever I try to sound British or Scottish or anything else, it would just fake. You just try them. And just, what am I going to be today? <laughs> <laughs> and I definitely chose the wrong one. Yeah. But it, no, it sounds great. It's like, I was just like, you sound like you're from, I don't know, like LA or something. And I'm, Yeah, I've heard Idaho for... Idaho. Yeah, like Canadian or something. Yeah, Maybe somewhere a little bit. like Midwest, up north kind of thing, but never been there. Well, you know, big up Canada, we love it. So mm-hmm. it's Americans, shout out. we shout out. <laughs> shout out to Maple Leafs. So can you name a song from your childhood that stands out as having an impact impact on you, like either emotionally or like, um, yeah, musically? I don't, I mean, I remember um, my dad was always like a massive, massive, massive fan of Enya. So whenever we went on like big, like long road trips or whatever, we would always play that. And I don't remember what songs of Enya we were listening to, probably like the classics at that point. But um, yeah, I have like very strong memories of those kind of things. And I still kind of love Enya.
So we touched briefly upon um, your breakup and how that scarred you emotionally. Mm. But, you know, when you moved to Barcelona, you wrote the track You, which Mm -hmm. exploded online. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience? Yeah, so um, I think I was working in a normal office job uh, for a little bit. It was after my I had done my master's and um, I really wasn't enjoying working in an office. And I had been making music for a while, and but I mean, having to wear a suit and going to work every day was just kind of soul draining. And um, but yeah, I was going through those that, that breakup, and I was partying a lot at the same time, and I was very productive, despite like the obvious. Um, missteps in terms of health and like just going out partying all the time but there was one night where uh, or like a period of two weeks to be honest where I just went out all the time and Mm. came home quite late and then like after your breakup yeah I feel like that's what that always happens right Mm. It's, uh, it's like a rite of passage. It is, yeah. You're you're just like I need to, <laughs> I need to cleanse whatever has happened, and now I need to return to the world, um, damaged and <laughs> and ready to start again. And no, so I, I I remember I I don't remember making the track. I just remember, um, I posted it on SoundCloud, but I thought I had posted it as like a private link, and then I go to work. Th- a couple of hours later and then I see it had been sort of ripped and posted on YouTube and by the time that I had like actually figured out what was happening it had already gotten quite a lot of views and plays so like things just started happening got it, getting a lot of messages from people and yeah and that was like the beginning yeah and I was like oh, I can't wait to walk into the office and be like I'm famous <laughs> yeah sorry guys I'm way too famous for this uh, you'll excuse me do you not like so if you go back to Barcelona do you not find it like weird because like I went through a breakup when I lived in Brighton and it was like literally the most soul destroying thing ever and whenever mm. I go back there I'm like I'm like oh my god <laughs> am, I don't, am I gonna bump into that person like all this stuff like right. or just the vibe because you went through a lot there is that not like do you go there? Uh, I go there all the time, but my my ex partner was she was living in Sweden, so mm. I uh, didn't really run run too much risk of running into her there. Um, so it was kind of nice to um, not be part of it, even though in in a strange way, like you, even though you might have been broken up in that that initial phase afterwards, you kind of just hope you run into them and like something. But then I haven't seen them. Well, I haven't seen her in a since then essentially so it's yeah so i mean living abroad kind of forced me to just get on with my life which was the best thing ever yeah so another thing i read online which Mm. is i'm just this is so much all the rumors are true (laughs) (laughs) and so i read online that you didn't this actually blows my mind right this that you didn't know how to dj before your first tour (laughs) No. Can you confirm? I didn't know how to do it for the first year, probably. <laughs> I um, I mean, it was in the same wave as that happened. I was I was still working the off in the office for the first six months or so of my like, DJing thing. Um, but I had no idea. I'd never owned decks. I never really played on decks. I didn't know what record box was. I just was a complete novice, and. I would go leave early on Fridays to go to wherever I was playing for the yeah. airport and be at the airport checking like YouTube tutorials and how to beat match and stuff like that. 
Do you, can you like? Do you remember? Oh yeah. The first one, like, so you're like looking at YouTube videos, and you're like, shit. I have no fuck. idea what this is. Yeah. And then you just get on the decks. Do you remember like that experience? Yeah. Were you just like, were you just like pooing yourself? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was. I um, big time. <laughs> I uh, I think one of the first ones that I had was actually um, in Berlin in a club that I'm not even sure exists anymore. And I was so nervous. And they wanted me to play from like four till eight in the morning to essentially close the club. And Oh my goodness. Yeah. Four hours. I uh, I definitely didn't have enough music for that. So just <laughs> luckily it's in Berlin, so I don't think a lot of people notice yeah. when you play a few tracks twice. You just play an eight minute track like yes. ten times. I mean I'm not gonna say that happened, but it definitely <laughs> did. Um, but I was, I mean, it made it easier. My friends from Sweden came to Berlin and surprised me. Um, it made it a little bit more, um, easy. But That's was, really cute. I know. That's like some solid friends you got there. I know, but they really never come to any of my other shows. So that would um, have been way more fun. <laughs> so maybe I scarred them. Uh, <laughs> next time they actually came with me to a show was... Uh, in this boiler room in Budapest. Oh, well, that's and cool. It was great, but it was also like the la- very, very last show before the pandemic and the shutdown. Oh. <laughs> so like that, if you, I remember, um, I went to see that boiler room a couple of weeks ago and I saw like most of the comments were like, I wonder how many transmissions happen in this very spot. <laughs> so, and a few of them got COVID at that point. So, Oh no, you need to invite them to like a good, not that they're all not good. I do, I do, but you know. I uh, just have to accept that. There's God. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like a little bit of a theme on this podcast we've got going on at the moment. We have many talented um, musicians and producers such as yourself in here, and they all actually have a degree in something completely different to mm. what they are now, now, are now are doing. So you have a degree in maths, which is oh so impressive, because <laughs> I haven't even got a GCSE. Well, I mean, to but, make I, it's yeah, it's technically like economics, finance, and maths, but yeah, still impressive. Uh, which leads me to my next question: What career do you think you would have gone down if you weren't doing music? Like, if it didn't pop off on SoundCloud? Oh, I, it's like it's not a very nice thing to think about, to be honest. No, it's not. But I, it's kind of very sobering to to realize whenever you feel or whenever I feel like <laughs> this job is a little bit too much it's nice to think where I probably would have been if I wasn't doing this and most likely I would be working in I mean I was aiming for some type of consultancy stuff uh, like management consultancy what um, even is that? I mean who knows it's just like it's, <laughs> you earn a lot of money and then you just you go to companies of... and you tell them how to fix their business and then you, they pay you an exorbitant amount of money and then you live miserably ever after it's you know what it's very refreshing talking to you because it's kind of like not saying like all djs but i feel like you're actually very intelligent and like very witty mm. so that you can see that you're you've done like these things well, apathy me? helps apathy of... helps a lot you just <laughs> it helps you see the world thank you by the way it helps you see you're the world so in a very objective way so uh in another interview you talk about how you're obsessed with ufos mm. you don't give off was like an alien hunter. <laughs> a conspiracy. <laughs> You're like, the world is flat. <laughs> well, I've seen the world and it actually is flat. Um, no, I think that is um, one of my strongest character suits that I um, I believe in UFOs. I believe in aliens. I'm not even joking. <laughs> no, I, I find it's just... I, I believe in aliens. Yeah, I think more people should. It's just, I was... Um, 
I don't know why. I've always been fascinated by it. Maybe when like it started when I was a young kid, but um, I just always loved the idea of there being something else, and then that somebody had access to like the whole universe, and like, wow. yeah, just something mysterious and very like escapist about it. Was it like so? Was it ET? Or was it what? What was the first film you watched? Um, I think I remember I saw ET, but it didn't it didn't really grab me. I think the one that actually got me the first for the first time was uh, Independence Day. Okay. This like our oh, humanity is being invaded and attacked by the superior species, like species, um, and we need Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith to save us. <laughs> 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 it's uh, I mean, it made so much sense. It's so, like Men in Black, then almost. Basically, but it was like it More was serious. It was completely unironic, and um, I just I don't know. I mean, I know it's like a. Sh- stupid story and whatever but it's the first thing that actually like i was like oh, i like this like it's there's something there i think like my first alien film experience was that like my stepdad at the time like had a i don't know if you've seen it playstation portable mm-hmm. do you remember that like psp oh yeah, yeah it was yeah. like a playstation but a portable one mm-hmm. without the wires and stuff and you could like actually watch like films on it Right, and he had the alien one, and my mom was like, "Do not fucking watch this. <laughs> You're too young." It was like I wasn't even like twelve; I was in like primary school, and I was just like, "Yeah, fuck you. I'm gonna do what I want." Yeah, and gangster. I was like, "Yes, yeah. I mean, look at me. I'm so gangster." Yeah. I, I like so that night I like climbed into my bunk bed, and you know, <laughs> as every gangster does yeah. at some point, <laughs> and I just like started watching it, and I I just I scarred my, myself for life, but oh. I was like, aliens are so cool, but also like. I think I just pooped myself. Yeah, was it the one where, like, the thing comes out Come, of the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. That will get you. That yeah. will get you. And I was, like, eight. It's like... Yeah. And you, you've been damaged to this yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> but also fascinated. Have you seen the... I think... Did I ask you? Was that... What is it? What's that film? You know the new... The new alien film? Have you seen it? Uh, which one? I actually can't even remember what it is now. Arrival? It's like, it's by the same, the same director who, who, uh, wrote, uh, wrote the film, uh, Get Out. Oh, uh, Jordan Peele. Yeah, Jordan Peele's new alien film. Oh no, I haven't seen that one. I've been meaning to. It's, it's so good because it's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil it for you, Mm. but it's basically like not at all what you'd expect. Okay. Well, and I've a... never seen an alien like that. It's portrayed in a completely different way. Interesting. Than you would like ever think. It's so weird. It's kind of arty as well and kind of like it's... obscure. Oh, like... <laughs> <laughs> obscure Jordan Peele. No, I love everything he's ever done. So Okay, so you'll love it then. You should check it out. I will. I dot, 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 can't remember the name, but uh, it's great. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I've st- I wanted to see it in the movies, but I never did. It's called like... The- <laughs> We're just going to keep guessing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, so I want you to describe to me, because, mm. wait, have you even seen an alien? No, never. Okay, that sucks for it's, you. I, it's, I've flown so much and I've never seen anything. I'm furious. So what would your, what would DJ Seinfeld's perfect UFO experience be? Ooh, actually, that's a really good question. Um, perfect. I think... Um, it would be me, um, 
somewhere in a field or in a desert being picked up. Route 66? Sorry? Route 66, yeah. And then there would be some, like, news cameras around to capture it. Oh, you wouldn't want it to go unnoticed? No, because I want to. Re- when I come back, it's gonna be like I'm the most famous human in the world. <laughs> You'd be like the famous alien DJ. Yeah, just... go in Doctor Phil, or here in Soho's basement <laughs> to talk about my experience. Um, no, I'd be so I, that'd be amazing. And then people are like, oh my god, where is he? He's gone for like a yeah, week. What would week. happen? Like, no, they would take me. They would show me the universe. They'll give me some like hints, make me wise, more make wise you than wise. I am. Wise. They'd like put something in your head. Yeah, <laughs> something in my head, just like clarity. I would. It would kind of suck if you just like actually went and got kidnapped by aliens, and then you come back and you're exactly the same person. You're just like you learned nothing. Yeah, I would totally ask them. I'd be like, Yeah, there's so many questions. I'd be like, Let's have tea because mm-hmm. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure so, you guys have tea. <laughs> I'm so like English. You know what I mean? I'm I'm yeah. a northerner, so I'd be like, We've got to have a cup of tea, mm. and then I'd be like, Can we like? fly in the spaceship like back through like yeah. the time like humanity mm-hmm. so i'd be like i want to see the dinosaurs that's it i want to see the egyptians and i really want to see victorian london that's that's i really like that idea because it's the same kind of th- thing that i've been telling friends like how fascinating would it not be if like we've been washed for like forever by somebody and they recorded our history with their like eyes because they're yeah, like, like cameras like cam- yeah exactly but well, that's what i mean the camera would be like in their eyeballs yes it? I, I wasn't aware of their anatomy but <laughs> Sorry, i actually know all about them <laughs> you definitely have seen some aliens and like <laughs> you've thought about it more than i have yeah well um oh actually that reminds me there's a new film coming out called 65 we're going on a bit of a tangent here but this mm-hmm. is all quality listening so it doesn't matter but <laughs> <laughs> are you hired by like universal studios to like plug a new I, movie I, I, <laughs> So there's a new movie coming out called uh, uh, on March 10th called mm-hmm. 65. Okay. Have you have you heard about it? No. I'm going to go watch it, right? And it's basically it's kind of like aliens but it's like they're in a spaceship mm. and then they're like in the in the adverts like we've crashed on an alien planet and we don't know where we are and oh. she's like for fuck's sake and then they crash and there's like dinosaurs everywhere but they're like alien dinosaurs and they've got to like kill them and stuff alien dinosaurs they they just look like dinosaurs but they're like super hench dinosaurs <laughs> i mean <laughs> so don't, uh, you is it me, like it, it reminds me a little bit of like that movie like cowboys versus aliens or cowboys versus dinosaurs no, I think it's cowboys Zombies? versus aliens. Oh, um, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. If, is, is it supposed to be a serious movie? I've, well, it's the main actor is like someone who's like really famous, and I think he won a Grammy, but I'm really bad with names, so I can't remember his name, but he, he's he got a serious face. Oh. So. <laughs> Probably a very serious movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, back to the music, anyway. Mm. Um, you released your last album, Mirrors, in 2021, and I feel like there's such like an amalgama- amalgamation, amalgamation mm-hmm. of sounds uh, in there. You know, there's lots of like melancholic moments and some uplifting tracks. What does this album mean and sort of embody t- to you? Um, well, I wrote it um, during the pandemic. I was kind of very mindful that I didn't want it to be like a pandemic album. Um, but I, um, it was much harder to 
write that album than the first one because I mean the first one wasn't really intended as an album at all it was just I had a bunch of music and then my manager and uh, label friend he they were just like oh well there's enough stuff here for an album let's do it this time around it was like um, I started working with Ninja Tune um, and I hadn't really up until that point uh, made music in a very consistent way so the better part of two years of like lockdown I was just spent me trying to become a better producer and I was feeling okay like I didn't have anything that drove me like like gave me inspiration like lockdown sucked of course but I was fine I wasn't like I wasn't heartbroken I wasn't depressed I was generally kind of fine just vibes in it just vibes <laughs> just vibes <laughs> and um, I so it was kind of like a it was this process of firstly getting better at making music and then secondly once I had some music just like trying to figure out what that was um and I realized like mirrors I mean it came from this kind of like cheesy quote that I found in a book uh, by one of my favorite authors and it's like uh, you were always my mirror to see myself I had to look at you and because I didn't really think I had anything going on in my life that was like driving this album forward mm. I realized maybe just making music um, and seeing what happens without too much thought will tell me more about it than, or tell me more about myself than I can do it consciously I don't know if that sounds good but that's so beautiful <laughs> I was struggling <laughs> <laughs> you know when you open your mouth and then halfway through you just hope you find the words yeah that was, was it I feel like that that's just me constantly I can tell vibes <laughs> in it vibes in it all vibes day it. yeah
did performing your album live on the Mirrors Tour come with any challenges for you? Only challenges. Only? No. I mean, it was great, but it was... Uh, it was a. Uh, it was really. It was really fun at times, but also touring uh, a live set um, came with a lot of logistical issues and stress, especially like post-pandemic when international travels had not really came come back to normal, and just the costs of everything just had been so high. So, and it was very exhausting as well, and like a bunch of tours that I did with it, it just everything that went wrong or could have gone wrong went wrong um so even though like i had a great team around it was just some things that were beyond us um performing it was fun but after a certain point you're just like okay well i've made this track or these tracks two years ago and now i have to play them out every single night and more or less in the same fashion so you got i got really really tired of it at some point yeah, I mean, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it's like I mean, it's, you have ten tracks, twelve tracks that you play out every single night, and then <laughs> you know what works, and then you know what doesn't work that well, and then you just have to face those insecurities every single night. Yeah, you just have to like go through it over and over again, like mm. Groundhog Day. Mm. And like we went from very small venues, and then we went all the way up to like print works and like festival closing. And if it doesn't work in a very small room, like going on and performing the same thing in front of like 5,000, 7,000 people, it's going to break your heart. (laughs) (laughs) Another heartbreak. Another heartbreak, yeah. Do you have like a favorite place to play? Um, Favorite venue? mm, Venue is very hard. But, uh, you don't upset anyone. Uh, I don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say I really, really love playing in... I was going to say, saying London sounds very cheesy, but London is, has always been very good to me. But I would say the favorite place for me to visit is Australia. Mm. Uh, people there are just so like accommodating and nice and up for anything. Uh, and it's also a beautiful country, so... Like for me, whenever I go there, it's, it's, yes, it's a lot of work, but it's also like a holiday. So mm. it's the best of both worlds. What were some of your favorite moments when creating mirrors? Um, <laughs> the favorite <laughs> moments of creating mirrors. Why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> because there were so many traumatic moments. Ooh, tell us about them. Um, well, I mean, actually, maybe we should keep it positive. No, it's actually quite, I mean, I find it funny now. So it's, it's all good. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, it was the first time I worked with, like, and um, an A and R, and it's really really good A and R. Um, and in the first few demos that I sent in, the feedback that I got back was kind of brutal. And I remember I was like wow. in Mexico City, um, and the first time I got a batch of feedback, <laughs> I had food poisoning, and I was like in Hello, the bathroom. Doctors, my old friends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I got a call from my manager, and, and um, I was like, "That's a weird time to get a phone call from Graham." Mm. And he um, was like, yeah, just so, like a heads up, like, yeah, uh, we've gotten the feedback. And just so you know, like a lot of people have gone through the same process. It's not going to be nice for you. And it's like, oh, all right, that's fine. I'm like throwing up. How bad can it be? I was very wrong. It was really, really, <laughs> it was really, really dark feedback. So that was one of the worst days of my life. But <laughs> um, and then I, um, you know, I got through that, and then I got better and better. And then uh, the A and R. I mean, he wasn't wrong. He told me exactly what I wanted or needed to hear. So I think 
Um, there were a bunch of stuff like that that made the whole thing very funny. And towards the end, when like when the album was more or less finished, I just it was positive feedback, and that made it feel all the more rewarding to have like you know the support of not only him but you know a lot of other people, and and I felt more confident about it. And um, now it's much better. I'm excited to send 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 the music. So tell us about a song or an artist that you're loving at the moment. Um, a song or an artist that I'm loving at the moment. I would say um, I only listen to like kind of like early 90s or like late 90s dance music and ambient. But like the ambient stuff that I find is... I don't know the name of them. It's just like, it could be from... Elusive. No, it's not even that like dark. It's even worse than that. It's like, I probably found like a soundbite on TikTok or social media. I was like, oh, I like this song. Deep cuts. But I would say my favorite artists at the moment, um, I mean, there are a lot of them, but I would say uh, probably Salute. Salute. Yeah. yeah, we love Salute. We love Salute. Felix, yeah, he's... Um, you guys are like bezies. We like are. hugged it out at Mix Mike. You were like hugging yeah. and stuff. I saw him like standing in the corner creeping on me. But, and then I saw him and then I was like, you, you gotta come here. Give me, give me a cuddle. Give me a cuddle, Felix. <laughs> I need it right now. <laughs> um, I'm dying up here. Um, no, but he's just like a great human, great artist. And he's like, I'm, he's doing really, really well at the moment, which I like he couldn't be more well-deserved. So what's next on the cards for you? Cause you're gonna be really busy touring, aren't you? Pretty much mm, all year. Yeah, I um, I have to submit an album in at the end of the year, so I'm in the process of making another, well, the third album now, which is going quite well, I would say. Um, and then yeah, it's just a bunch of shows. Uh, I, I I know how to DJ now, which makes it a lot easier. <laughs> um, and then. Yeah, I think I'm going to take a break around September and October just to like maybe not go offline, but finish the album and maybe go UFO hunting. Oh, my goodness. You're going to go to like America. I will go to like America. Like like America, (laughs) even though it's like literally massive. Yeah. No, I know where to go. That's fine. Do you ever like go on holiday when you're not in like work mode, but to like make an album? Do you ever go to like a specific place? No. You're just like wherever I'm, I'm i don't have a studio i don't have i just sit with my laptop on the bed and um have like 14 youtube tabs open and then sit and make music until 2 3 a.m beautiful it's oh, very depressing <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much for coming in today it's been such a pleasure chatting yeah, thank to you you, you are so chatty I try and be, yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Well, make sure you go and check out Mirrors wherever you listen to your music. And obviously, we'll be keeping our eyes open for new music from you. (laughs) Thank you so much. I hope so.